0: on today's episode i had jeff rosin on who has been in news reporting for over 20 years he runs the rosin report where they help consumers figure out different products and scams and other things so i'm glad that he came on the show so that uh you know i don't be a scam or else he would expose me but nonetheless we talked about his career as a reporter and what it was like getting an internship at 12 years old and actually getting a college credit from that internship, We also go what it's like moving through the ranks, and then he decides to flip the script on me and start asking me questions about my career and uh, how I ended up where I'm at, whether it was through baseball, through business, and through a whole bunch of other things. So it's a really good episode. We dive deep also into the economy and the market and what I predict is going to happen with interest rates. And also, too, I think he might end up flipping a house. So make sure you guys stay till the end. Now, let's jump into it. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've taught hundreds of people all over the country how to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you want to take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can best help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. If you've ever wanted to invest with me on my real estate deals, it's now possible. At Pineda Capital, we're purchasing value-add real estate all across the country. This includes multifamily, commercial, and land development. The best part is with my network, social media presence, and marketing strategies, we're able to get the very best deals that others don't have access to. You can join in with me on those deals if you're an accredited investor. If you want to learn more, head over to PinedaCapital.com to see our current opportunities. Once again, that's PinedaCapital.com. Welcome to the Ryan Pineda Show, where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand, innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be rather than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. you
1: now rocking with the best.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Ryan Pineda Show. Today, I've got a good buddy of mine who's involved in quite a few of my businesses, but uh, he's also a very famous person on TV. We've got none other than Jeff Rosin. What's up, man? What's going on,
1: Brian? Thanks for having me.
0: Dude, so I had one other um, reporter on, Chris Van Veit, and he did some stuff with E! and MTV and different things. He's interviewed celebrities, and, man, you've done a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to tv man so give people like a brief rundown of like all the things you've done yeah i've been in
1: tv for 25 years i worked for local stations the abc station in syracuse the fox station in detroit the abc station in new york nbc news uh for over 11 years um and now i'm nationally syndicated on abc nbc and cbs stations i do a lot of consumer reporting but i've done a ton of crime. I I was the main reporter on the death of Michael Jackson, the death of Whitney Houston. I led the investigations for our network on that. So I was in South Africa for six months. for I remember uh, Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, I remember. The, uh, yep. Yeah, that was a crazy The case. murder. The murder with Riva Steenkamp, his beautiful uh, girlfriend. So I was there for six months. So I've done all that stuff. That's, that's my bread and butter.
0: Right, dude. That's crazy, man. Like, yeah. how does
1: one get into that industry? I was, you know, I, was, I was kind of a rudderless kid. I grew up on Long Island, a so regular suburban kid. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a dentist. No connection to the industry whatsoever. And I was you know, like a C student. I didn't really have any, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. Then all of a sudden I was walking in a local mall and you know how radio stations do these live broadcasts and it's a guy like, you know, a guy like me sitting behind the microphone like this. Right. I'm broadcasting live and people were gathering around listening to this person. And I'm like, mom, I want to do that. Yeah, And literally from then on, my mom was like, well, you got to get good grades. How old were you? I was a little 12, 12. 11, 11. When that happened, I got my first internship when I was 12 years old.
0: (laughs) You're already on radio or TV. No, and here's the
1: crazy thing. (laughs) Uh, No one would take me because to get an internship, you have to have college credit, right? So for ABC or a major radio station or a TV station to let you be an intern, you need to get college credit. So they're covered by insurance. Oh, Okay. So all these places are like, no, we're not taking a 12-year-old intern, Yeah, right. right? I sounded like this at the time, right? <laughs> so I literally called a local college, and I said, and I, my parents were so great. We're like, we'll give you $300 if you create a no-show class for me called internship, and I can say I'm getting college credit. And they're like, yeah, done. So I was able to get college credit at like 12 years old. To get an <laughs> <internship>. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have a middle school credit yet. No, yeah, but, you know, money talks.
0: Dude, that's so funny. So So I just,
1: just, you know, then I just went to Syracuse University and I just kept moving up the chain.
0: Yeah. So, Syracuse, and is it that like those, these New York schools are like for like TV and I, I guess just the arts and Broadway and stuff? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, there, you know, there are a lot of, there are actually schools across the country that are really good for it. I mean, Syracuse is really good for it. Ithaca is really good for it. What is it? Northwestern. Is an amazing school for journalism, so they're all over the country. And I gotta be honest, though, like all of my experience is what got me the next job. I mean, you need it. We need. I needed a college education. No one was gonna look at me in that in that in that field right. without one. But it wasn't school that got me the jobs. It's working your butt off. Yeah, it's work ethic. I always say I, I was never the smartest person in the room. Still right. not. Never yeah. will be. But I'm still working when the smartest guy goes to sleep. And that's, that's how I, that's how I made my career. Nice. So
0: tell me a little bit about, um, progressing through the ranks to being, you know, on national TV as a guy who's known and, you know, doing these, these funny consumer report skits and all these, like, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, that's so funny. Um, I was doing regular news, you know, covering the big stories of the day. I mentioned a few of them before. And then I said to myself, you know what, I've covered news for so long and news, on its face is reactive right something happens we go report on it but i said you know i'm seeing the same patterns here i'm seeing house fires happen all the time and i'm always covering how the deadly house fire and i said i really want to be involved in being proactive and try to stop some of this stuff from happening so i don't <laughs> have to come out and cover it right so people don't have to get hurt right you know so i started sort of as a side hustle sort of a my side hustle within my main hustle doing these stories about, like, hey, here's how a, a, a fire can start if you don't water your Christmas tree every day. And mm-hmm. so I would team up with the local fire department and have two Christmas trees next to each other in a house. And one of them was watered every day, and it, it would took, you know, 30 minutes to burn. And the one that they didn't uh, water every day, burned, we burned the house down in a second. Wow. So it's it's stuff like that and figuring out ways to tell stories to people. Um where it resonates, right? So often on the news, it can be white noise, right? Just another warning about something else that's going to kill you. So my thing has always been show, don't tell, right? And so I just started adopting that and and, and it sort of grew from there and they gave me my own franchise called Rawson Reports. Um, I named it after myself so no one else could do it. <laughs> um, and from there, it, it just kind of took off and the viewers loved it and I love doing it.
0: And so how long you been doing Rossman reports for? I've been
1: doing Rossman reports for probably, yeah, like 14 years. 13 14 years. Yeah, 13 years.
0: And you're mainly doing consumer
1: it's different things. Exposing scams, undercover investigations, uh, warnings about the latest TikTok challenge that's gonna kill your <laughs> kid.
0: <laughs> Just keeping them up to date.
1: Yeah, don't jump on milk crates. You know, it's it's the fire stuff. You know, there we do stories about like new uh, technology that that's out that's going to help your life, and we walk through it. I did one the other day about, here's how, like, why is everyone running around trying to find COVID tests? Here are some really cool ways on, that there are these these apps that'll track the stock right in your neighborhood and ways to order it. So we try to find ways to make people's life easier no matter what it is.
0: Yeah. no, oh, That's super cool, yeah. man. So, you know, you and I started um, doing some things together. You came to my office, man, how long was this? It's, like six, six, months, six ago months ago or something? Ago? Yeah. yeah, and, um, you know, you told me you were involved in a few of my different businesses. And I was like, oh, tight, man. And we start talking and yeah. about media and all these things. And it got me super interested because as a guy who's did not want to ever do media in my life, I wasn't a 12 year old going for a media internship. <laughs> like I was like, Hey, you actually had a life. You mean
1: you had days? Yeah. You know, I was, you I was a, normal. I was playing little league, Yeah,
0: you know? And so <laughs> normal stuff. Yeah. I looked at it and I, you know, I got into media because out of really necessity. I'm like, I think this is the future as far as social media goes. And, you know, to see that, you know, you're a guy who's been doing it, um, for TV for all these years. I really wanted to pick your brain on like, man, what's the media game like? Like Mm -hmm. what, what do I need to do to bring like news level quality to my production? What do you see happening in the future of TV and media? Like, where's all this going? Like, what are the TV people thinking behind the scenes with, Social media taking over all this yeah. stuff. like,
1: Yeah, and I, I think, I, you know, <laughs> hey, let me answer that in two seconds. Um, and you do an amazing job of it. And I think you actually do, and what actually caught my attention to you in the first place, because look, I live in New York. You live in Vegas. Right. I found you on TikTok. <laughs> there I mean, you go. Legitimately, that's where I found you. And uh, you broke through to me. And, and And, you know, I was impressed by that. Um, because so few things do. You know, I've seen a lot. And what you do is a lot of what I do in a different way. It's the show and tell. It's the talking to people like they're regular people. You know, the days are gone of good evening. Yeah. Here's what's happening. It's, hey, I'm one of you. I just happen to be, I may know a little more about this subject, so let's just talk, you know? And um, I think the future of the media is finding where the audience is, right? That's why you're seeing more and more of the mainstream media getting into streaming. Right. Right, getting into that they're encouraging us all to have social media accounts and to be on social media you know look, we have to follow the viewers, and the viewers are on social media, and the viewers are going to streaming and you know there's it's no it's no lie that there's been um and it's no surprise to anybody that there has been uh, uh, a lessening of the viewership on traditional television, so we have to go where they are and and that's that's what it is it's not so much how we're covering the news, although I do think. That the more personable we all are. I think back in the day, I wouldn't even be on a podcast like this, right? We were sort of, it was a little more mysterious, probably right. even when you were growing up. Yep. Yep. You know, the news people were the news people. Um, but now I think it's I think social media has brought an off, that auth- made us all be more authentic. I
0: was gonna say that because before, like I would watch Sports Center, you know, because I didn't watch the news. Me of a sports center. Yep. And you'd see the anchors and all these people, and you're like, you don't really know anything about them. They're just they're presenting what happened and they've got their own personalities and ways they describe it. But you're like, I don't really know what this guy's like at all. Mm-hmm. And then social media kind of changed that where they're like, yeah, dude, Jeff is cool. Like, I I know exactly what he does. Like you sh- uh, social media, just like you said, makes it more authentic, yeah. makes it more relatable.
1: and And that's the key. And that's where I think the media is going. Right. We're just members of the community just like you who are out there as your eyes and ears on something and i think that is that's what i've tried to do with my with my consumer stuff and i think that's what other newscasters and and sports anchors and everyone are trying to do too which is hey get to know me a little better you're probably more likely to watch me if you've gotten to know me a little bit you know i have a few crazy kids at home and we watch sports and we go crazy and you're you're more apt to trust me on that stuff if you know that i'm a regular person just trying to do my job right you know what
0: was funny was um we did a, a few different um, new segments where I made TikToks for the TV. Yep. And um, what's interesting is you told me, you're like, I want to put these TikToks on TV. Like, I think they're going to be cool. I was like, whatever, we'll do it. And you're like, what's interesting is, you know, that's the way that the TikTok style is very jump cuts, very yes. just like choppy. It's so quick. funny
1: you say that. It, you would never in a million years put a jump cut on television. Yeah. It, it's just not done.
0: Yeah. And you're telling me you're like the producers think TikTok like they would think, why did they destroy this video? <laughs> yeah. And whereas we're like, no, we purposely put yes. all these things because it
1: keeps viewer attention. It's like, why can't Ryan get through three sentences straight? Why is there a cut after every sentence? But no, that's the style. Yeah. And that's what we're all used to watching now. Yep. And it, it, so that, that is interesting. I meant to ask you about that. How did that start? And wh- why is that the case? It's because the jump cut does get people's attention. It just just a little cut. Yeah, it, pulls so, us in. Is it does work with, it works on me.
0: Yeah, I think, so when I look at all the forms of content, right, here on the podcast, this would be the longest form, and this would be, like, traditional, you know, news media stuff, right? We're just having a conversation, we're talking. We don't really need to edit this. Like, it's mm-hmm. just going to be what it is, right? And then you go to the next form of YouTube, where they're typically 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and even then, they are a ton of cuts, and the, the cuts are longer. You might see me talk for about seven seconds. Mm -hmm. And then there's something else that happens. And we know that if you just keep the same camera, like, I don't know what camera is going to be on me right now, but if you kept the same camera on me, um, for say 20 seconds straight with no B roll, with no cut, with no text, a lot of people are very likely to leave the video. Wow. Regardless of how good the content is because they get bored, dude. People's attention spans are getting so small that, they need to be constantly stimulated by more than just the content. Yeah. And so, you know, YouTube, you, you try and throw these things in, but then TikTok took it to the extreme.
1: I mean, we, we are, I mean, we have the attentions of small gnats, the but, attention spans of gnats on TikTok.
0: And I think it just is this evolution where people want it faster and faster and faster because when it used to be you had to go watch the news for an hour to go see what happened, like, great, you had no choice. And then it became, oh, well, I can go turn on somebody's live stream on YouTube and and go check it out right now, right? And then it's like, dude, I want to know uh, what's happening with interest rates in one minute. (laughs) So who's going to explain it to me in one minute? And then you go on TikTok and somebody figures out how to condense, you know, one hour of articles into one minute. And they're like, hey, here's how you do it. Boom, boom, boom. Be aware of these, boom, 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 on. You
1: know what the great thing is though? It's really cool. And by the way, you know, it's funny. As somebody was saying to me the other day, in 10 years, TikTok's going to be the lame thing that we used to do. Yep, yep, right? for sure. It's going to be like the Facebook. Yep. You guys have a TikTok account? Ugh, dad, you're so, it's a loser. <laughs> um, but that's the great thing about what I think media is about right now, which is you really, we, we're we all the same person, but even I, and you, probably you when you're at home, consume media differently. When you're on TikTok, you expect one thing. Yep. When, on, when you're on YouTube, you expect something else. Yep. And when you're watching this podcast, you expect something else. Yep. 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 Um. So I think what's been great, and when you put on the television, you expect something else, and I think that's great, and I think that we now have a choice of how we want to get our information, which is really cool. Yeah.
0: No, for sure. It creates choices, and uh, I guess the the difference now is the freedom of information, right? It used to be that TV and news was the only way to get it, but mm-hmm. now, man, like literally everyone's a news anchor. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could just pull up your phone, and you're like, hey, this COVID thing, man, like, for good or bad everyone now has an opinion yes. that can
1: get seen and yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah no 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 you can get information from just about anybody whether they know what they're talking about or not right you know they, you can get you can get information and like look my kids come in and they know about stuff going on in the world from TikTok right they don't watch the news no
0: no yeah they're they're learning from it and for i'm sure. on it which is hurtful to me
1: but <laughs> well, you know what's
0: interesting too is um, you know you see tiktok and news and youtube and news and you talked about this right like being reactive to the news Mm -hmm. um for you to be a news anchor you're like always on edge you're like all right what's the next thing that's happening and then you know something happens and then you gotta be first to the punch like it's a speed game and i see that with youtube too man like these guys they want to make a youtube video as fast as possible to hop on a trending topic and they grow really quick because the news is like what people are constantly wanting to know. We all know that I love creating passive income through rental properties, but did you know that you can create passive income through owning an e-commerce store? My company Lunar Ecom can build and manage a store for you on Amazon or Walmart. We'll handle everything from starting the store, picking the products, and all the day-to-day operations. It's completely passive for you. If you'd like to learn how store owners are making thousands a month in passive income, head over and watch the case study at lunarecom.com. It will explain everything you need to know about the industry and why I'm so excited about it. So to see the case study, head over to lunarecom.com. Most people wanna get rich at all costs. They make sacrifices with their family, their health and their faith all in the pursuit of money without even realizing it. But what if I told you it doesn't have to be that way? What if you could grow your wealth in all areas of life? Well, it's possible. And that's why I created The Wealthy Way. It's a community of people striving to grow together in all areas. And we have multiple tools for you to use that are completely free you can get access to the Wealthy Way Planner where you can set goals and hold yourself accountable on a daily basis. We also have our Wealth Builder Academy, which is over four hours of content teaching you how to manage your time, create the right goals, and all the biggest secrets I've used to grow my life, not only in my net worth, but in all aspects. Lastly, we have our Discord community where thousands of wealth builders are all over the world encouraging one another and growing together. And once again, all of this is completely free. There are no upsells. There are no hidden catches. For me, this is a passion project, and I want to build a community of like-minded people. So if you want to start living the Wealthy Way today, go to WealthyWay.com. There you can get all the free resources like the course, planner, and Discord community. So go to WealthyWay.com. But yeah, I could have built my channel around just doing the news and being reacting, kind of being on edge about, you know, what's happening and then trying to make a video really quick and put it out fast and all that. But I just realized that's not the lifestyle I want to live. Like always being reactionary. I would rather just make good content that I know can be used forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyone can watch this podcast and get great value out of it. And I don't have to release it right away. I could release this two, three weeks from now. It'll still be good. And I I think it, it limits my growth because I don't get the people searching for these current events. But I don't know. I, to me, it's just like what I want to do with the world and and my way of bringing value.
1: Yeah, well, you you should consider it though because you are yeah. you you are somebody who I turn to with you know with anything real estate, you know, real yeah. estate or any of the other businesses you do, I I turn to you for stuff. So it, it speaking as a viewer, okay. it would be cool to see you every once in a while like when when all the talk of interest rates was going on, I actually wondered what your take was on that. Yeah,
0: all right. I did, I wondered. Guys, it's something just if, to think about. Yeah, if you guys want me to start doing a little bit of news, comment below and let me know. But I'm not going to be like my buddy Meet Kevin, who who makes five videos a day on the news. I, I, I can't do that. But do that. Yeah. But uh, that. yeah, <laughs> 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 but yeah I'll, I'll start kind of like the big news topics like yeah. that. The interest rates would have been good, for sure.
1: It's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the interest rates? What's going to happen in 2022?
0: You know, what's ironic, (laughs) and this is a problem with the news, I actually filmed a video two weeks ago that had not been released yet, kind of predicting that this was going to happen. Basically, I said, here's what I think is going to happen in 2022. Um, I filmed this video December 27th. I said, I think they are going to talk about raising rates, um, and it's probably going to happen in like March or April, and people are going to freak out. Um, Stock market's not going to like it, blah, blah, blah. And whether they actually do it or not, it'll cause a little semi-panic. And I'm not sure if they'll do it, but here's what's going to happen is this dip is going to happen. And then Powell's going to say, oh, we can't do it. We said we, you guys saw what happened. We're going to have to just keep lowering rates and raising, you know, stimulus money. And I believe that um, rates are going to go down. I just, what? yeah. Wow. On a limb. I think that, you're going to see pretty much what happened in 2020 repeat itself. You're going to see this economy that's going up. And then they talk about rates going up and they talk about like tapering and all this. And so you see a dip and then they say, Oh no, it's dipping. And then they do the exact same thing. We don't thing. need the rate hike after all. Yep. And then I think you're going to just see an exact, not to the extreme of what COVID
1: did, mm-hmm. but like a mini version. Wow. That's what I predict basically, the threat of it was enough to curb inflation ultimately, in the threat a few of it
0: months. well, the threat of it, or maybe they do do a very small hike right in say March or April, Which and then, scares everybody and it scares everybody, everything like as far as the stock market goes starts to like tank a little bit, and then they reverse course, and then I think later on in the year they lower rates, they lower rates, and then rates are lower by the end of the year. It's just going to take this weird path to get there
1: are you seeing um int- are you seeing um with inflation are you seeing your airbnbs you have airbnbs yeah. new rents are you seeing those rents going up are you raising yeah. rents honestly
0: i haven't even looked at it recently on um how those are i mean we made more last year for sure um even with one less unit so inflation definitely played a role um rents overall just even long term rents definitely going up home prices going up uh everything's going up man yeah i know <laughs> my th- my theory is that and this is i base all of my predictions on this one belief that we're at a certain point in the economy where there's no return and that we have to keep printing at extreme levels to maintain the status quo. There's just literally no other way around it. If they Mm. choose to stop printing or they choose to raise rates, everything is done. Like it's just, it's over.
1: Because you're saying it's baked into, it's already baked into the economy that we're going to sort of continue on at some point. While there can be some change in there, they're, they're going to have to keep stimu- stimu- stimulating the economy.
0: I think we're at the point of no return. Like, there's almost no way that they can not stimulate the economy at this mm. point, because all of Wall Street, real estate investors, all these guys have baked in so much, you know, debt and low interest and leverage that um, if they do any kind of shift, everything crumbles, and investors are betting on them not doing that shift. That's why they keep making these big leverage bets. But, you know,
1: at the end of the day, like... But then everything costs more money. By by a lot. I mean, you know, 7% inflation, we can't have that. But we can if, you know,
0: you're the right person. Be- because yeah. inflation is good for, you know, Wall Street and investors mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Like, people think inflation's I- inflation is really bad for the middle class and for... Um, you know low income but for investors if you own real estate you own stocks you own everything else you're like yeah baby keep mm-hmm. keep going up like yep. we're looking good yep. you own crypto and it goes up you're like this is great when you're an investor you don't want the party to stop no and guess who makes the policy and who dictates the people with the money yeah and the power yeah and also yeah, too absolutely think about and this is just like common sense with uh humans it's like does Biden or Powell or one of these guys want to be the one responsible for crashing the economy? No, no. Like he's trying to get reelected. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. so you're going to kind of just keep the party going as long as you can until like, literally there's nothing you can do and mm-hmm. they can keep the party going for, I don't know how long, but we're at the point where rates really can't drop much further without going negative.
1: And even hikes. I mean, we are still going to be, they're going to still give me the lowest interest rates in
0: hikes. Aren't going to happen. I can promise that. Like, I can promise that a, a hike to us, <laughs> you can't even call it a hike. It, you're going to be like an eighth of a percent, you know? And then you'll... I, I believe that you'll never see rates like at 4 or 5% ever uh, again. Ever again. No. Because it's just impossible to climb back up there with where Pump we're at. Home
1: prices would tank. I mean... They it, would be destroyed. Yeah.
0: And so everyone knows this. It's not like any anybody thinks that, man, we got to get back to 5% interest rates. And you think about the public, the public doesn't want that. not
1: want 5% interest. No one wants it. No.
0: (laughs) So like at the end of the day, they're just, I see no alternative other than printing money. And that's just my basis for the whole thesis is like, it's all a game. I mean, (laughs) I don't want you to lose your job or anything, but like my whole point is like with the, the public persona and the media and everything else is Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's always an agenda with the media and like, at the end of the day, I think the narrative is going to be we tried and it didn't work out. So, you know, you can't say that we didn't try to control inflation. It it would have tanked in the economy's not strong. We'll try again, you know, a year from now. And that's the narrative I think is going to happen. And hopefully we'll
1: play this video a year from now. And- right, that would be amazing <laughs> because you said it. No hikes in 2022. Well, tiny, 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 tiny hike. Not the four hikes they're talking about.
0: Well, I think we end up lower, but I think we take a weird path to get there. Okay. I think we take a path of a threatened hike or maybe even they actually hike it, and then it creates this negative effect, and then they reverse course.
1: Okay. So December 27th of 2022.
0: Yep. I think they'll be lower.
1: Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. Wait, can I ask you another question? All right, let's go. I, we're going to bounce topics because that's- Well,
0: you're, you're a reporter, so you're yeah, used to I can't, being
1: the one asking the questions. Yeah, I can't sit and just take questions from you because <laughs> I, I'm just not comfortable with it. Okay. All right, so you asked me about, because my buddy Mark, who's over here, we were just talking about this on the way over here. You asked me about what, what gave me the wherewithal, you know, what, what made you so interested in this where you can climb to the top of your industry. I'll ask you the same question. What Who were you at 11 years old when you were playing Little League? You're clearly, um, you're a monster. I mean, you have mm. all of these businesses. You've created success. You've convinced people like me to listen to you. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying that's an incredible, yeah, yeah. powerful thing that you've done.
0: I got you to the Future Flipper Mastermind, dude. You're here.
1: Yeah, you got me here. <laughs> I got on an airplane for you. Thank you. Um, and I'm yeah. so happy I'm here. But that takes a level of competence and knowledge and mastery were you always that guy does everyone out there watching this right now have the power that you have to do this or were you born with something that we don't have
0: Ah, uh, dude that's a tough question um i think there's two things man i think everyone has natural god-given ability right for whatever it is right so it's like not everyone can go play in the nba dude no matter how hard you try you're born like me and you're 5'10 um filipino kid I I wanted to play basketball, but, uh, just wasn't in the cards. Like my, my natural ability did not allow it. Right. And I think that's kind of what led me to baseball was that my abilities catered to baseball far more than any other sport. I'm not a distance runner. My body ain't built for that. I'm (laughs) Pistoris, right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not a, uh, basketball player, like I said. And, um, honestly, I'm not even really like a football player because, man, my body would break. So <laughs> baseball kind of like just fell into it because I'm like, man, with what I have, this is my best use of my talent.
1: Did you actually think you'd play baseball for the rest of your life? I no, did. Not the rest of your life. But yeah, you know, no, I your did. Career.
0: Yeah, so, you know, growing up as the 11-year-old, like you said, um, good player. Not like crazy. Not like I was the best player ever, but, you know, I was one of the better players on my team. Made all stars and stuff. And then my talent started to develop pretty good. I actually peaked early because I've been this height since I was 14 years old. I, wow. I I was five ten at fourteen, and so I was like already pretty developed. You drank a lot of coffee; it stunted your growth. Did you know? It is what it is. <laughs> Mom was
1: right; it stunts your growth.
0: <laughs> For those who don't know, man, I drink <laughs> at least five shots a day Perfect. of espresso. So, nonetheless, I um I go into high school. You know, I'm a freshman, pretty big, pretty developed, and I make the varsity team. I'm batting third, playing short. And at that point, I'm like, I'm pretty good. Like, I'm there's not many freshmen doing this, and I get a division one scholarship, I get drafted. And I'm like, this is all going to plan. Like I'm going to play in the bigs. And, you know, eventually you meet people who are far better than you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, I used to be the big, big guy, you know, as a high school kid. And then I get into college and yeah, I'm not like the big guy anymore. I'm like a middle of the like size wise. Right. But I was still more skilled than them. Right. So I got drafted. Um, I led our conference and home runs. I was like, second and stolen bases. So like I was making the most of my talent, but then I get into the pros and that was when I was like, Whoa, this is different. Like Mm. all I'm literally the smallest guy on my team because now I'm playing with real men, dude. Um, and not only that, but these guys are all big. They're all skilled. They throw the ball way harder than everyone else. They hit farther. Their arms are better. They're just so slick. Like everything about it, And this is what happens not only in sports and in business, but you have a choice. You're like, okay, this is the competition. Like I need to level up and I need to learn how they're doing what they're doing and to in order to play at this level. And, you know, I did that and I kept getting better and better. But what I did find was eventually I felt like I maxed out my talent. Like that was it. I reached the best I could possibly be as a baseball player and it wasn't enough to playing the big leagues against these other guys. Like their natural God given talent was just so much better
1: Mm. than mine. It's hard to admit that when you've dedicated so much of your time
0: and it just, but but I'll say this because a lot of people never reach their peak because of dumb reasons, right? They party, they get into stupid things. They're not dedicated. And I never had to look at that and be like, dude, what if I would have taken it more? Like I know I did everything in my power to be the most successful I could. And I know that I reached the peak of my abilities and I'm happy knowing that. So I look at it now in business, right? So I go into business um, while I'm playing baseball and stuff. And I did not know I was an entrepreneur or an investor or even a leader, right? Somebody who's leading companies. I didn't know I was a social media guy. I didn't know any of these things about myself, but I put myself in these scenarios and you know, it's just like baseball, right? You get thrown into the situation. And you're like, okay, I've either got to step up to the competition or not be in this industry. (laughs) Like if I can't hang. And so I chose to step up and eventually, you know, surpass a lot of people. And I just didn't know I had these talents. So I guess the long story short is I think for one, I had certain God-given abilities that I've just been trying to maximize. Um, and Most people don't ever realize where they can maximize them at because they don't try enough things. Dude, look how many things I've tried in my life. (laughs) I've tried flipping couches. I've tried playing baseball. I've tried running businesses. Doing. I've tried a lot of things. Uh, Which I love. To figure out that, okay, these
1: are the things I'm good at. Most of us don't try all those things.
0: No, most people never get to understand who they are because they don't try new things. So I think that's one thing. Um, The second thing is I do believe that Anyone can do, like, be very successful in something, but you have to try and figure out, like, what is it that I'm really good at? Like, you at 12 years old, you knew, you were like, dude, I want to be on camera. I want to, you know, be a journalist. I want to do all these things. Like, you knew from an early age and you tried it, you went for it, and you just kept ascending up the ladder. You know what I always think about with that?
1: I always think, like, am I just good at this? Or is it because I cared about it so much and I became good at it?
0: Yeah, right? well, no, you have natural ability towards it,
1: too. Probably. You do. Everyone has natural ability in something. Well, sort of like, he asked Derek Jeter, how do you hit home runs? And he's like, I don't know. I swing the bat. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> how do you come up with these questions? And you're like, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I, right. Yeah, that's natural. That's natural ability. Yeah. And so. But you have this natural ability. Were you a talker when you were a kid?
0: No, no. Super introverted. Huh. I never wanted to be the team captain. I never wanted to be a leader. I was always in baseball. Go talk to any of my teammates. I was just like the guy who would hang out in my locker, play on my phone, just do, do me like nice guy, not like, but I'm definitely not going out there and trying to talk to everybody and be like the rah-rah guy. Even at my event, you'll see it, dude. When I go to the event, I'm like, (laughs) I'm just talking to people. I'm not ever going to be the hype man. And when you see me outside of the event, I'll just kind of just be chilling, you know, on my own and. It just so happens it's my event, so everyone's always talking to me. Yeah. But if it was not my event and no one knew who I was, I would just be chilling on my own.
1: You consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert?
0: I'm an introvert for sure. introvert for sure.
1: So when you and your wife go out to a party and you're not Ryan Pineda, the guy who's throwing the mastermind, and you're not the guy who's throwing the welcome party or having a seminar,
0: I just kind of chill in the background. I don't. Is really your do wife anything. an extrovert? No, we're both introverts.
1: You're both introverts. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So we're both, um, very introverted and we both just kind of like our own privacy together. Um, also too, that. we're, we're pretty introverted even at home. Like, you know, we get home, we chill, we're sitting together, but it's not like we're both
1: just like, okay, tell me about your day. You were telling me you, you and your wife haven't actually spoken to each other in a month and a half.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're still married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <of> course.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. You'll, you'll see her tonight, you know, at the party, but you know, you'll see us both. Like, We're both just like, you know, people talk to us and I'm I'm friendly, like I'll I'll happily talk to people and give them value. But I don't know, like how to small talk.
1: Yeah, I'm terrible at it. Yeah, it gives me I have tons of social anxiety. (laughs) No one believes that because I'm on camera and all that. But people So do you think you're introverted? Oh, I'm one thousand percent an introvert, except I married an extrovert. Oh, uh, okay. So when we go out, she can be the life of the party and it allows me to hang back. That's why I was surprised yeah. that your wife is also an introvert. Yeah. Because I'm a complete homebody. Like I wanna come home. I just want privacy. I wanna she mm. wants to go out and do stuff.
0: My wife is um a super homebody, way more than me. Mm. Like for me. I like being home and, and doing that, but I'm also like, Hey, I think we should probably do this. And she's like, do we have to And <laughs> I love like, her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and then me being an introvert, I'm like, okay, no, fine. like we I don't, we, don't. Yeah, we could, we, I don't know. So yeah.
1: It's funny because you mentioned that I have tons of social anxiety when I'm at a party making small talk to me is deadly. It's torture. Yeah. Um, it's, and no one can believe that. I, would, I My own producers, who I've worked with for years and years, are like, no way. Yeah. We're calling BS. You you must go out. I go, no. I said, it's different because when I'm looking into the camera like this. You're in your element. I'm in my element. That lens isn't judging me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not watching somebody at home roll their eyes at me. The lens can't talk back. The lens can't talk back. Yeah. Whereas if I'm at a party and I tell a bad joke, I'm going to get a live reaction that it was a bad joke. <laughs> You're like, I'm leaving. I'm I stick. <laughs> well, you know, to go back to the thing of, is
0: it learned or, you know, are you born with it? I obviously you can hone your skills and continue to get better and better, but I just think it comes down to picking the industry at in which you can use your skills the best. I'm a huge believer. Like we give all of our employees personality test because wow, really? Mm-hmm, because I've realized that Certain people fail at certain positions because of their natural personality, right? Like, think about this. If you're an extrovert, you know, sales guy who's, you know, well, okay, like, if I'm hiring a salesperson, right, I don't want an introvert who's afraid to talk to people. I want an extrovert who's outgoing, willing to put themselves out there and just, like, they don't care if they get rejected Mm -hmm. because salespeople get rejected all day, right? Introvert takes it to heart. They're like... I don't know if I can, they internalize it. They do these things. So I have to know what this person's natural ability is, um, if I want to hire them. And it doesn't mean that an introvert can't succeed at sales, right? I've succeeded at sales. Um, it just means that that's not their natural state at which they like to be.
1: Um, what does a personality test look like? I'm
0: gonna give you one after this, dude. I Uh, love it. You know there 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 are multiple personality tests. Um, like Tony Robbins has like probably the most famous one, the DISC test, and um, you know people take that. Uh, what we, is that? It's just a test you could take online.
1: It's just an online. What is it? Just it's just questions yep. about your personality.
0: Yeah, it's just questions. Um, this other one is called Predictive Index. That's what we make everyone take. We pay a lot of money to get the software and access, and all of our employees, our students, we put them all through the test. Not for employees, so we can you know know if we want to hire them or not. But for our students, so that they can understand themselves. Because, like, I tell them all the time, I'm like, hey, they're like, Ryan, who's, who should be my first hire? I'm like, my first hire is going to be different than yours. Because if you're really good at being a salesperson and extroverted, then you need somebody on the back end who can handle all of that stuff, who's introverted and data driven and very detail oriented. Salespeople are not detail oriented, they're just like, go with the flow, whatever happens, like, we're going to adjust and figure out how to make a deal. And, in order to have a successful business, you have to have both. You can't have mm-hmm. a bunch of salespeople running loose with no, <laughs> no detail or anything. And
1: I bet you find that a lot of people you give the test to actually learn something about themselves. Because we don't always know ourselves. We're almost our, oh, we can't
0: judge ourselves. Dude, a ton. I'm going to give it to you after this. And you're going to learn a lot. And it's just for my students, I give it to them so that they know. And they know where they fit in their own company. Not everyone needs to be the CEO. Okay? If you start a company, it does not mean that you're fit to be the CEO. Doesn't mean that you need to be the salesperson. Like, you, I want people to do what they do naturally well.
1: But we all want to see ourselves as the CEO.
0: They do, but look. I, I agree. Remember, no, I agree. I'm agreeing no, I with you 100. percent I'm yeah. saying
1: that's why we need these tests.
0: No, and that's why I'm saying we
1: can't we can't fairly assess ourselves.
0: No, we can't. You have to be objective. And uh, what's funny is with these tests, they literally take like five ten minutes, and they they're spot on. You're gonna see it. You're gonna be like, wow, because they just ask you a question, like just basic questions. It's like pick the words that you think describe you. And so you pick these word, just one word. And then it's like, okay, pick the words that you think others see you as. And then it's like, boom, 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 here's the other word. And then it spits you out the personality test. And you're like, wow, Nailed that's, it. that's spot on. It's crazy how good the softwares are. But you think about it, right? Like Facebook and all these guys, they know us. They feed us ads that fit. Our- this is not anything new. AI can tell us so much more about ourselves than we know because it's objective it's not i like to see myself as a superhero but you're I'm not. really not yeah so that's the thing um
1: it's fascinating
0: it's super fascinating and that's why i say like everyone has natural ability and something and you have to try a bunch of stuff out of it to figure out what you're good at and for you you tried journalism it just so happened you went one of one dude <laughs> you did it and it worked for me I tried baseball and to be quite frank I I think like I had natural talent and athleticism to do it but it was not the best use of my talent you know like I I figured out like you said like just people figure it out and find out that's how I feel I was with baseball um
1: but at the time you probably felt like a failure I did yeah because you didn't have the perspective of now of saying 100% oh I'm going to be successful at this you were just like I failed at the one thing that I've tried to do I'm 0 for 1
0: Exactly and so I was 0 for 1 At 24 years old, having been released by the Oakland A's, like, what did I do with my life? Not
1: to trigger you and bring up all this. (laughs) You're like, thanks, Jeff. Let's talk about how I was let go by the Oakland A's again.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I think it's good for people to hear because a lot of people listening are at that point where they're like, I failed at whatever it is, right?
1: Uh, Look, they say every path to success goes through the sewer. Yeah, and so
0: even though I had more success at this endeavor than 99.9% of people, um, to me I was a failure. And I said, what am I going to do with my life? Right? So I try a bunch of different things. And through that trial, I realized I was a lot better at other things than baseball. You know, I was very good at strategy and innovating new products. And I did not know I was such like a visionary, like thinking about how the world and all these things were going to play out. And yet, that's what a lot of people know me for now. They're like, dude, this guy's like always ahead of the game on what he's doing. How does he do that?
1: Right. Baseball now is an afterthought when we think about you.
0: Nobody even, half the people don't even know I played. Like I had uh, the event here, like there was like 70 people here. And they're like, dude, you played baseball? Because, you know, I got the jerseys up there. Right, right, right,
1: well.
0: I'm like, yeah, dude. It was, you know, just 27 years of my life. I've only been doing this <laughs> for five years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So do you see, in, do you see not to keep asking you questions, but... You you're s- a reporter.
0: I'll, I'll, uh, you'll you're allow just, it this time. You're living in your natural ability.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Way to tie everything together. So you're good at this too. This is part of you. You could do this. I
0: learned. I, I didn't know I was good at it until I did it.
1: You, boom. <laughs> yep. um, do you see, because you have a lot of businesses going on now. Right. Do you see in five years, not that I even, as we've seen from baseball and from other things, we shouldn't plan, it's even hard to plan five years ahead. Right. Is the goal to scale the businesses you currently have, or do you want to keep? going horizontally and building more businesses that way while you scale vertically? Or do you want, do you feel like at what point are you stretch too thin?
0: Right. Good question. Um, you know, for me, this is something, even though they're
1: all sort of tied together, yeah, there is overlap,
0: right? You're, you're in multiple businesses because yeah. there's, you know, one person who likes one business very likely is interested in yeah. some of these other ones. Right. So I kind of look at it like the Ryan Pineda company and they're all just different divisions. That's kind of how I see it. But Along those lines, um, to create all these businesses, there was never a plan like that I was going to do this. And it's just something that naturally kept happening. I would get the right opportunity, the right partner, the right person. And then I'm like, well, this makes sense. Like, let's do it. And so we do it, we build it and all that stuff. And then, you know, as, as we stay, we stand today, Um, And I think about, okay, what are some things that I want to do in 2022 to to improve, right? We always want to improve. And I'm like, okay, obviously I want to scale the existing businesses. I want all of them to do better. But what what do I want to do new? Because I am an innovator. Like, I want to do new things. And so, like, the big one was creating the wealthy way. And so, you know, I create this planner. I create this course. I create this Discord community. And I don't charge anything for it. It's all free. And that to me was one where I didn't anticipate to go put all this time into doing something like that's free, but I just felt so strongly about it that I was like, I'm going to do it. Another one is NFTs, you know, NFTs are new. Like people are now catching steam of what these are and how they still don't
1: understand it, but we can talk about that another time. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm really passionate about this. I think these things are going to play a major role in society in the future, not the near future, but in the future. And I'm like, I need to be ahead of these things. And You're also
1: into metaverse uh, real estate.
0: Yeah, and and that's part of NFTs. I, I'll, I'll combine those in the same thing. And once again, it's not like these are different. Like this all ties into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's in the next evolution of these existing businesses. So if you ask me, am I trying to go start, um, you know, uh, the new fast food chain? No, that has nothing to do with anything I'm doing. But am I adding pieces to what I already do that I know aren't going to take much time of me, they fit in with what I do, my current clients and everyone else would be interested in these as well, then it makes sense um, for the overall companies to, to work together in that way. So um, I don't know if that answers the question. It does. But,
1: it answers the question.
0: Yeah. I'm not looking to build horizontally or I'm just like looking at opportunities and what's existing is i want to keep growing
1: them. And you've told you told me when we met 6 months ago, you you had a great answer. I you know, the, the true books for example, you said, "Look, there was a there was a need for it and I was able to provide a solution. You didn't just create a company hoping people would come, people were already coming." Yeah. And you built a business to fill that need.
0: Yeah, that's the thing with all of these products is I guess that's the better answer to this is I'm very good at noticing problems. And then providing a solution to it, and so
1: I got a ton of them. I will we'll talk about that after as well,
0: dude. You're gonna make me a lot of money then, if you know. <laughs> I you're got a pro- ton of problems, yeah, dude. Because I can figure out a way to <laughs> provide the solution.
1: And we'd be a good team,
0: <laughs> yeah. So like tax was one, right? Everyone's always like tax, ta-. like who's your tax guy? Who's your tax guy? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, if I get asked this one more time, I'll have to make a company. Who's your tax guy? All right, fine, we're gonna do it. So we do it, right? Um, you know the e-commerce thing. I never planned to get into e com but all my buddies and everyone else was like, dude, have you heard about this stuff? Like I want to do it. it's passive income. And then sure enough, I'm like, all right, like, let's do it. You know, everyone wants it. It's a problem. Everyone wants to be a part of e-commerce. E-commerce is only going to grow as you know, everything goes more digital. So we do it. Um, same thing with Panetta Capital it was like, I had this big following that I never had before. And many people were like, how do I invest with you? How do I get on your deals? And I'm like, all right, we're going to build this there's there's a problem. People have demand for something. Let's build a product, mm-hmm. and then um, that's kind of the same way with the metaverse. It's like everyone's talking about the metaverse. People don't really know what it is yet, and they're like, "Ryan, what do you think? Like, what should I
1: buy?" I get asked that all the time, mm. and that's it's a go- company. I mean, that, you yeah, know, and yeah. it's like, all right, there's going to be physical real estate. There's, I mean, you know, just yeah. as you've done in physical real estate, you can do yeah digitally, yeah, and
0: so it's like let's be ahead of that curve and provide the solution because people are gonna keep asking it and so that was that and then like the wealthy way was more of a passion project of I kept getting asked the same questions over and over again they're like how do you manage all these businesses how do you still spend time with your family how do you still grow and you know take care of your health how do you do this and I'm like man I keep getting these same questions I'm gonna provide a solution and so I make a course I make a planner um, things to hold people accountable. So I guess that's what I do is I just listen to problems, um, consistent questions. And that tells me that there's a need because they wouldn't ask me it if they had the solution.
1: Yeah. You answered it.
0: All right, good. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) But, dude, so, you know, you're attending the event, man. I'm going to go back to interviewing you. Okay. You know, you come to this uh, Future Flipper Mastermind um, as a um, news guy. Like, what are you hoping to learn?
1: I, look, I'm I'm like anybody else who sits at home and I watch these flipping shows. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I'm in television, so I know there's some TV magic that goes on on those shows, I'm right, sure. Right. I'm sure it probably drives you crazy to watch shows. Just, just like yeah. it drives me crazy to watch uh, shows about news. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it drives cops crazy to watch Law & Order. Right. Um. But I find it fascinating. I just find flipping homes fascinating. I find the business fascinating. And as I get older... And I've done this one thing for so long, and I love what I do, and I learn something new every day in what I do still. Right. Um, but I love learning, and I, I, want, I want to be the student. I haven't been a student in a million years. Right. And I want to learn something entirely new, and I want to learn everything there is to know, the good side, the ugly side, the financing, all of that. Right. Um, and I think you're, the, you're, the, you're somebody who connects with me. When I watch you, I learn. Yeah. And I love to learn and I think, and I want to learn.
0: That's a typical trait of an introvert, you know, somebody wanting to constantly learn. Yeah. Extroverts
1: usually want to just go out and do and And do. Yeah. I mean, there's a piece of me that's like that too, right? Yeah. There's a piece of me as well that's like, why does everything take so long? But I also want to be a sponge and learn.
0: For me as an introvert, I love to learn and read books and consume information. But then I'm also like, okay. I need to just learn the relevant information for what it is I'm trying to accomplish. Yes, I need
1: to know enough to be able to go out and start this. Yeah, because like I want to actually go do it. So,
0: yes. it's combining that curiosity with action.
1: Yes, and, but but I think that's the, that, that's the sign of a successful person, right? Right, because there are doers and there are people who just talk about doing. <laughs> yeah. We don't like the talkers. We don't like the talkers. You, you get you get at some point. You must hit a peak where it's like you've learned enough to get out there and try something. You can't let what is it perfection be the enemy of progress. Yep, yep. Um, so that's what I think this course will help me with. I want to learn enough where maybe I can go out and try it sometime. Yeah, um, and not lose my house. All right, <laughs> <laughs> or my shirt. I, sure? I,
0: I want to see you do it, dude. I want to see you flip yeah. that house and go put it on social and like exactly. You're like, dude, I made. Hundred thousand dollars, man. This oh, was great. From your mouth, that's why I'm here. Let's do it. I'm ready, dude. So I, after these next three days, you're gonna have the blueprint, I and love then it. I'm gonna I'm gonna text him like Jeff. What do you did you get a deal yet? Or are you just being a talker? <laughs> like, are you just being a TV guy, yeah, just talking? I or I Are you doing?
1: It. Shame works well with me. You can just shame <laughs> me all day. It works. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna put you to it, man. <laughs> well, cool, dude. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you and um, you know everything we've got going on doing business together and uh i think this was super insightful for everybody and also too i appreciate your style um we've got the same burgundy I know know, you you,
1: you, uh ryan was wearing a black vest as well and he's (laughs) like you know what this looks ridiculous (laughs) we're both wearing so we took it off
0: burgundy (laughs) long sleeve and a black vest what are the odds dude but uh i guess that's Great minds think alike. Exactly. Yep. Introverts
1: who like to be somewhat extroverts.
0: (laughs) There we go, (laughs) dude. So anyways, guys, uh, make sure you follow Jeff. We're going to link to his socials down below. um, And make sure you subscribe to this podcast. You can catch the next one, and we'll see you then. Peace. Thanks for watching The Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to work with me, head over to ryanpineda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download, so head over to ryanpineda.com.